Amen. It's good singing. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Our Bible reading this evening is taken from the Old Testament scriptures. It's the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel and the chapter 22. 1 Samuel, the chapter 22. And I mentioned in the announcements this morning that I was going to speak tonight about the captain in the cave. And I wonder how many were then thinking of 1 Samuel chapter 22. And we're going to read here about the captain in the cave. 1 Samuel 22 and the verse 1. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And every one that was in distress, and every one that was in debt, and every one that was discontented, gathered themselves unto him. And he became a captain over them, And there were with him about four hundred men. And David went thence to Mizpah of Moab. And he said unto the king of Moab, Let my father and my mother, I pray thee, come forth and be with you, till I know what God will do for me. And he brought them before the king of Moab, and they dwelt with him all the while that David was in the hold. And the prophet God said unto David, Abide not in the hold, depart, and get thee into the land of Judah. Then David departed and came into the forest of Hareth. When Saul heard that David was discovered and the men that were with him, now Saul abode in Gibeah, under a tree in Ramah, having his spear in his hand, and all his servants were standing about him. Then Saul said unto his servants that stood about him, Hear now, ye Benjamites, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards, and make you all captains of thousands and captains of hundreds, that all of you have conspired against me, And there is none that showeth me that my son hath made a league with the son of Jesse. And there is none of you that is sorry for me or showeth unto me that my son hath stirred up my servant against me to lie in wait as at this day. Then answered Doeg the Edomite, which was set over the servants of Saul, and said, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, to Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub. And he inquired of the Lord for him, and gave him victuals, and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. Then the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitub, and all his father's house, the priests that were in Nob. And they came, all of them, To the king. We'll end there at verse 11. May the Lord add his own blessing to this public reading from his own precious and infallible word. 
great truth to underline this evening in the gospel that Christ receiveth sinful men. We're looking together again into God's word in 1 Samuel and the chapter 22. 1 Samuel, the chapter 22. And we could read together the second verse just to set the scene for us this evening. And every one that was in distress, and every one that was in debt, and every one that was discontented, gathered themselves unto him, and he became a captain over them, and there were with him about four hundred men. And we entitled the message this evening, The Captain in the Cave. And let's just look to the Lord in a brief word of prayer and ask the Lord for his help in the ministry of his word this evening. Our gracious and our loving Heavenly Father, we do praise thee tonight that we have thy word to turn to. And we rejoice that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. And we pray that thy word would have such an effect upon hearts and upon lives tonight. And even, O God, as we would come to let down the nets for a draft, that thou wouldst guide, O God, the souls into the gospel net tonight. Hear and answer prayer that salvation would visit this house. We commit our way to thee in the Savior's great name. Amen. Well, the cave that's mentioned in this portion of Scripture tonight is, of course, the cave Adullam. And it got its name because of the city that was nearest to it. Not very far from this cave was the city of Adullam. And the city of Adullam was just about 16 miles from Jerusalem and not very far from Bethlehem. And this particular region was full of caves. The rocks there were all honeycombed with massive caverns going deep down into the earth. And it's a perfect place to hide away. It's a perfect place to find shelter and to find refuge. And it's large enough, of course, to house many, many people. And therefore, it served David's purpose very well here. Because David was being pursued by King Saul. And he had to flee and he had to hide away. And he has come here to this cave, Adullam. And there he has taken shelter and he has taken refuge. And as you would find from our Bible reading, this cave was large enough to house 400 men who came and gathered themselves unto David. Now, caves are very interesting places. And maybe on occasions you have been able to visit a cave. But you wouldn't want to live in one. You wouldn't really want to spend the night in one. 
because they tend to be cold, dark, damp, and deep places. And yet that's the very sort of place that David finds himself here. And we can say as far as the life here of the psalmist David, this was a low point. This was a difficult time for David. This was not a pleasant experience in the life of David. And we learn that from the Psalms, the 142nd Psalm, because that's a Psalm that relates to David in the cave. And whenever you think about that Psalm 142, the second verse of it, David says, I showed before him my trouble. It's a time when David was troubled. In the third verse of that Psalm, he says, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, and such was his time of trouble that he was overwhelmed. His spirit was overwhelmed within him. Verse 4 of the psalm, I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. This was a great time of difficulty in the life of David, and he felt there in the cave that loneliness. He knew what it was to be isolated. It was a low point in his life. And you know, maybe when you think about that tonight, you could say, well, I have found myself in the cave. Maybe that cave for you tonight is a cave of coldness, a cave of difficulty. The cave of trouble, the cave of loneliness, the cave where you feel overwhelmed within. Well, when David felt just like that, the Psalm 142 tells us that he cried on to the Lord. You know, the Lord was to hear his cry. The Lord was to answer his prayer. The Lord would encourage his heart and strengthen his hand. And the Lord sent individuals to David. And they gathered themselves unto David. And they were willing to align themselves with David as he was isolated there in the cave. And those people who came and joined themselves to David, you know, they came and they were transformed when they came. And they ended up being some of the mighty men of David. They actually formed an army. David's mighty men. Whenever I thought about this portion of Scripture, I could see afresh how David here is like a great type of the Lord Jesus Christ. The captain in the cave is speaking to us about the Savior tonight. Just a few observations that we make upon this portion of Scripture. And firstly, we could say the circumstances of David typify the Lord. Because at this point in David's life, Saul is pursuing him with the intent of killing him. Saul, with his thousands of soldiers, is hunting David down. And David's history here becomes a reflection of the Savior's. 
David, you see, was the chosen one. David was anointed to become king. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, and in the verse 14, and we read there, But now thy kingdom shall not continue, but the Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart, and the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. And Saul is learning there that the Lord has his chosen And the Lord has his anointed one, the one who would become king and the one who would be the captain over his people. And there is David, the son of Jesse, the man after God's own heart. And he's pointing us already to the Savior because the Lord Jesus Christ was the chosen one. He was God's anointed He was the Messiah who had been prophesied off throughout the Old Testament scriptures, the one who would come forth. And here you can see how David is pointing us to the Savior. He was the anointed king, but we know that David was rejected here by the many. And when the Lord Jesus Christ came into this world, tells us in John's Gospel, the chapter 1, that he came unto his own, and his own received him not. And the me and the Lord Jesus Christ was the rejected king. And you think of the words of the prophet Isaiah, that he had penned some seven or eight hundred years before the Savior entered into this world. And he said of the Savior, he is despised and rejected of men. And there's the Lord Jesus Christ who today is still despised and rejected of men. And ever since the Savior was prophesied as God's anointed who would come forth, That line from which the Messiah would come, Satan has often attacked that line, and Satan has opposed that line, and he was trying to cut off that line through which the Messiah would come. When the Lord came forth in the stable, there was no room for him there. He was rejected. There was no room in the inn. You think of Herod and his attempts to cut off the Lord Jesus Christ. You think of the hostility that is seen there against the Savior right down the promised line of the Messiah. And that hostility that we believe still manifests itself even today. You think of the trouble that has broken out really overnight there in the Middle East and Israel and the hostility and the attacks upon Israel. It really stems from this rejection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where I maintain that hostility exists to this day. The world does not see God as God sees. The world does not give honor to the Savior. The world does not give honor to the Lord's people. And you think of David here. David was the slayer of Goliath. David was the best soldier that Israel had, but he's rejected. 
There's no room for David. He's had to flee away. He's hiding in a cave. And sadly today, the Savior is rejected by the multitudes. The world today has no time for the Lord Jesus Christ. They want to give no place to the Savior. They do not want the Lord to be their Savior. They do not want him to be the Lord of their life or to rule over them. His word is rejected. His message is rejected. The Bible reveals there is none righteous. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. The days in which we're living. And we can see that that's shadowed here by the circumstances of David. Rejected. But secondly, I want you to think of the company of David. When you look to our Bible reading and to that second verse, and it describes there the company of David. And actually in our authorized version, we have those alliterated points almost to describe that company of David. It says, And every one that was in distress, and every one that was in debt, and every one that was discontented gathered themselves unto him. And so we have these three different categories who are coming there to David as he's in the cave. Others in the main may have rejected David and they're there in the camp of Saul, but there are those who are willing to take that step and they were willing to come and to align themselves with David. And the point is not to be missed that when they came to David, they were received by him. These individuals who came, Outwardly, they certainly wouldn't have appeared as great men. They certainly weren't rich men. They were those who were in distress and in debt. And they were discontented. But they come there and they gather themselves to David. Oh, it would be a motley crew that's being described here, but when you think about that description, why were they in distress? They were in distress because of King Saul. He was oppressing them. It was under his rule that they suffered, and they were burdened, and they were broken, and therefore at this particular point, they're in distress, but they go to David. And then it says they're in debt. And again, it was cruel creditors who were pursuing them. And that debt that was there, well, Exodus 22 would give rules there concerning creditors and debtors, but it was forbidden by the law to actually be cruel in pursuing the debt. But here we have those individuals and they're in distress and they're in debt, but they gather themselves to David. And the discontented, in other words, they weren't satisfied. The world 
the circumstances in which they found themselves, the current situation in their land, they just were not satisfied with that. And it caused that discontentment within. The land that was in the deplorable situation, they could not be content with that, and they were lamenting it. It was disturbing them. They were exasperated by the tyranny of King Saul, and so they come and they align themselves with David. And so these men are all coming to David. He's in the cave. And they're coming and joining themselves to David, and we, we have to commend them for that. They were willing to step away from the camp of Saul and they were willing to come and to join themselves to David. You know, when you think of that and the description of these men, it really typifies the sinner coming to Christ, doesn't it? These recruits of David, they're just like the sinner seeking the Savior. The burdened soul the unsaved soul that's out of Christ. And here uh, we have a picture of them. They're distressed. How many today are burdened because of the consequences of sin and the weight of sin that presses down heavily upon them. There's many a distressed and a disturbed soul tonight because of sin. They're in debt. Spiritual debt, that is. Sin makes us debtors to the Lord. It's one of the words that's used there in Matthew chapter 6 when you think of the Lord's prayer. Forgive us our debts. We're debtors to God. We have broken his holy law. We're debtors to the law. We're debtors to the Lord. We're debtors to his grace. And the debt that we have is a debt that we of ourselves cannot pay. Spiritually, we would be bankrupt. There's nothing in our hands that we could bring. And we have to see the unsaved soul tonight as one that is in debt. But they can come to the Lord. He's the one who has paid the debt. Discontented. Many's a discontented soul, discontented because of their sin once again, looking to the world and finding by experience that the world can never satisfy, the world can never quench the longing and the craving of the soul. There was David in the cave, and he's ready and he's willing to receive these individuals. And he's a picture there of Christ who's ready and willing to receive the sinner tonight. The one that will take that step of faith and will come to him. Yea, burdened down and under conviction, distressed and disturbed because you know you're not right with God. And you know there's a great debt that you have to God, a debt that you of yourself could never pay. And you're discontented as far as this old world is concerned, but you can come tonight 
And you can come to the Lord Jesus Christ. You can gather yourself onto him. And as you come to him, he's ready and willing to receive you. And he's the one tonight who can meet your need. He paid that great debt of sin upon Calvary's tree. And he paid it with the price of his own precious blood. And tonight the soul that comes to close in with the Lord Jesus Christ as he is freely offered in the gospel, they will find that they are complete in him. They'll find that they're satisfied in him. And they're ready. They're ready for heaven. You look tonight at this portion of Scripture And we see this episode in the life of David and he's pointing us to the Savior and there's the picture here in the gospel and the circumstances of David point us to Christ. The company of David point us to the gospel, to Christ. And then thirdly, think about the captaincy of David. He's the captain in the cave. And whenever you look towards the end of verse 2, it says of those individuals that gathered themselves unto him that he became a captain over them. He became a captain over them. The term captain, of course, is a military term. And in Bible times, the captain was the highest rank of all. It's no longer the highest rank of all, but in Bible times it was. Be equivalent today to the rank of supreme commander. And whenever they came to David there in the cave with all of their burdens and with all of their troubles, and they came to David, it says that they made him a captain over them. In other words, David became their supreme commander. They were enlisting, as it were, in the army of David. And they were going to make a mighty army. They were going to become mighty men of God. They bore allegiance and loyalty to David. They made him their captain. Do you see the clear parallel in the gospel with the Lord Jesus Christ? The soul that's willing to come to the Lord make him their captain, make him their supreme commander. In the book of Joshua, the very interesting episode takes place in Joshua chapter 5. And for the sake of time, we wouldn't read the whole of the portion, but there's an individual there who appears, one who appears with the sword drawn, And the question is put by Joshua, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot. For the place whereon thou standest is holy. That was the Lord. And the Lord introduced himself there as the captain of the Lord's host. He's the captain. Over in the New Testament scriptures, 
And in Paul's letter to the Hebrews and the chapter 2, and there in the verse 10, the apostle writes, For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Paul says he's the captain of our salvation. And therefore, David there, the captain in the cave, he's reminding us of the greater captain. He's reminding us of the captain of the Lord's host. He's reminding us of the captain of our salvation, the one who was made perfect through sufferings. And there, the captain of the Lord's host and the captain of our salvation, he went into the battle and he faced the enemy and he overcame the enemy. And thank God, through that victory at Calvary, he'll bring many sons to glory. I ask you tonight, have you enlisted in the Lord's army? Oh, you come to the Lord with all of that burden of sin and all of that weight of sin, and you cast yourself upon the Lord by faith, and you make him tonight your Savior, make him tonight your supreme commander, and all oh, that you would be willing, like David's men, to submit, to submit yourself to him, to be under his command, to follow his direction, to follow his word. We thought a little bit about the Apostle Peter this morning. And the Lord came to the shores of Galilee and called him. It says of Peter that he forsook all and he followed him and he was made a fisher of men. Oh, tonight that there might be one who would hear the call of God and salvation. They would be willing to follow the Lord tonight. They would be willing to take that step, make the Lord their captain, know their sins forgiven, know the cleansing power of the Savior's precious blood, knowing the captain of our salvation who is able to lead us forward into victory after victory. These men who gathered themselves to David tells us there was about 400 of them distressed, in debt, discontented. But they were transformed when they came to David. They made him their captain. They became David's mighty men. You know, when we come to the Lord, Paul told the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Though tonight we can take our place there, Oh, that we would come to the captain of our salvation. We would identify with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let him be the captain. Let him take the helm of your life tonight. 
Let him give you that guidance and that direction to use you to his honor and to his glory. Let's bow together in a word of prayer. Our God and our Father, we do praise and thank thee for thy precious word tonight and for the privilege of being able to proclaim thy word. And we pray that thou wouldst take that which has been of thyself and over and above the voice of man, that the still small voice of God the Holy Spirit would speak within hearts tonight and would bring souls from darkness onto light and from the power of sin and Satan onto God. Hear and answer prayer. We offer it in the Saviour's name. Amen.